Hi, and welcome to the Imperial Chemical Engineering podcast, where we talk to researchers across the department about their work. I'm Sarah, and I'm the communications manager for the department. And I'm Ben, and I'm a PhD student in the department. And today we're talking to Sarat, who's going to tell us about her research on sodium ion batteries and why these might be the future over the more popular lithium ion batteries. Yeah, so um, my journey before Imperial, I've studied in like two different continents before I then came to Imperial. So for my undergrad, I studied in Nigeria, where I'm from. I studied in Usmanu Danfodio University, Sokoto, Nigeria. It's like in the north, northern part of Nigeria. And I, it was about like a 12 minute drive from by drive from like my home, Lagos. Um, and I studied applied chemistry there for my undergraduate. And then after my undergraduate, I moved to the US to study for my master's in chemistry. Um, so I did my master's in Northern Illinois University. It's like one hour drive from Chicago. So yeah, I studied for my master's there. And then again, I moved to a different continent for my PhD. Um, so I came to Imperial for my PhD in chemical engineering. So you've obviously, you're very well traveled, <laughs> grew up in Nigeria, you've studied in America. What made you want to come to Imperial specifically to do your PhD here? Yeah, so um, first, Imperial is Imperial. You know, it's in terms of science and technology and engineering, it's one of the best schools in the world. and I knew I wanted to study in one of the best schools in the world for my PhD. So yeah, I applied to Imperial. And, um, but not just, so of course the rankings played a part, but I was also particular about the kind of research I wanted to do. So I, I had searched and um, I was looking at different research groups. And interestingly, in terms of like battery research, which I, which I really wanted to do, and sustainable research, there were a lot of people doing this research at Imperial. And that's kind of like one of the advice that you get when you're applying to grad school. They tell you to apply to a school where you have, where there are a lot of people doing the kind of research that you want to do. So you're able to get really good resources. So that was one. So I was speaking to so many professors. There were just a lot of professors from different um, departments, different faculty who did sustainable research, battery research. So that was interesting. And um, so um, at some point, one of the professors I had emailed advised me to, you know, speak to my current supervisor, Magda Titerici. And I, I, interestingly, I hadn't found her on, like, from my research before. And then I found her website, and it was just really interesting stuff. She was working on, you know, using these sustainable materials, like, um, to make battery um, materials. So I'm um, talking about like um, food waste, um, plastic waste for um, battery materials. So that was really interesting to me. And then I, I spoke to her and I mentioned that I wanted to work with her. And um, finding all of these people made me, of course, now decide to put in an, um, an application eventually. So my exact research is um, I'm looking at probing degradation mechanisms in sodium ion batteries. So yeah i am trying to see why these batteries degrade and 
by understanding why these battery grade i'm trying to um finally eventually design better long la longer lasting batteries so first you know understanding the problem and then using that understanding to solve the problem yeah amazing so this is sort of batteries degrade the more you charge them is that yes right? yes so batteries degrade the more you charge them but that's you know the simple aspect um in the batteries we have these electrolytes and when you charge and discharge the battery these electrolytes decompose and so a lot of things are formed like different decomposition products and what i do in my research is there's this mass operando mass spectrometry technique that allows you to see the decomposition products from the batteries at the while you are charging and discharging the battery so now you're able to see at what point these decomposition products form and um, you're able to understand you know better what kind of um, reaction happens when these decomposition products form at what at what voltages these decomposition products form and um, i'm trying to just use that um, understanding to you know design better batteries I mean, nowadays we use batteries and everything, don't we? It's like yes, yes. So, so important. Yeah, they're, they're very, very um, important. And they're probably going to be even more important in the nearer future. So it's important for us to, you know, try to improve them as much as we can and get them to last way longer than they currently do. Yeah. So you said you were working on, is it sodium? Yes. Ion battery. So I normally think of a battery as lithium ion. Yes. So, so what's the difference and where would sodium be used over lithium? Yeah, thank you. That's a very important question. And um, that's one of the exciting things about my research. So um, there's currently the need, lithium ion batteries currently, you know, they are the predominant technology. They serve almost everything from your laptops to your phones to the electric vehicles. But um, there are so many issues, you know, with using lithium ion batteries from the components of lithium ion batteries like you know cobalt that um has like a lot of um ethical issues involved and um there's all and it's also toxic um and then even to the supply of lithium itself so if we are going to continue now the the demand for for lithium ion batteries is going to increase exponentially in the next 10 years and if we are going to be able to if we want to it's probably kind of difficult to meet that demand and so we are going to try to we're going to eventually need um alternative battery technologies and that is in addition to the ethical to the ethical issues involved with like um the components of these lithium ion batteries and that's where sodium ion batteries coming because sodium itself is extremely abundant you know just like even from this the, the seawater you can get sodium so it's extremely abundant but apart from that the components of sodium ion batteries are also the other components are also really abundant like for example the anodes that we use are from sustainable materials um in our research group one of the anodes that we use is from it's from glucose so you know it's just literally glucose and water that we use to uh, develop these anodes and some people also work on developing anodes from plastic waste so it's more sustainable more abundant and there is not the issue of like um criticality of some of these materials as well so yeah so 
these are some of the reasons like a few reasons why you know we want to explore alternative um battery technologies um also the one reason why sodium ion batteries are you know considered as a good alternative is because in terms of their chemistry um they have very similar chemistry to lithium ion batteries so look at a, a battery technology that's already similar to lithium ion batteries and yet is going to give us technically a cheaper alternative and um, a less toxic and more sustainable alternative so that's um one of the reasons why we're looking at um, sodium ion batteries yeah amazing so lithium is quite hard to mine isn't it? it's quite rare yes um and often the people that mine it are they in poor conditions yeah and um but not just lithium cobalt is very crucial for lithium ion batteries and um the people that mine it are in really poor conditions there was a video um recently on social media of these people you know mining um i think cobalt and it was they were just trapped in in all of the in these mines and they just kept trying to rescue each other and i think that was enough that was in congo in africa so there there are there's there's issues regarding that and you don't need cobalt for example in sodium ion batteries anyways so you you know you have a good alternative um that is also at least relatively more ethical yeah, yeah. well you said you can get it out of the sea is that from the salt in the sea yes oh amazing yeah so why is there a reason why lithium ion batteries at the moment are more predominant than sodium ion yeah definitely um first because you know the the interestingly actually i think sodium ion battery research in terms of battery research sodium ion batteries were first but um yeah the lithium ion batteries have just gotten ahead first because lithium is um a lighter element so it means that um we have better energy density in lay terms that would mean that um for if you are trying to get a battery that has low mass or low volume but is able to do more things then you you want to use a lithium ion battery so if you want to use a battery that is not going to occupy much space or it's not going to have much weight and it's going to go far it's going to have much capacity you know then lithium ion batteries are the way so but um for sodium ion batteries we've not been able to you know currently um maximize the energy density and also the energy because sodium is also a slightly heavier element than lithium even if we try as much as we try to you know maximize the energy density it's i don't think it's going to be as amazing as lithium ion batteries however there's so many other applications that you can still use sodium ion batteries for for example large scale energy storage heavy duty vehicles where space or weight is not necessarily a constraint and um if we do not develop sodium ion batteries then all of this all of this um the pressure is going to be on lithium ion batteries to develop all of these um for all of these applications as well so that's that's one of also one of the reasons why you know we do sodium ion battery research yeah yeah it's really well explained now i'm a biologist okay so um could we take a step back because i realized i don't really know how a battery works i know about the different types of battery and i know you charge it and it discharges mm -hmm. but sort of 
how does a battery actually work in real life? Yeah, so for the typical batteries, like the sodium and the lithium ion batteries, there is a cathode, there is an anode, and there's an electrolyte. Um, the electrolyte is usually liquid and has salts, and um, it basically just helps ions uh, move. So now the in lithium, I'm going to use lithium ion batteries as um, an example. In lithium ion batteries, they have um, the graphite anode, which has layers, um, and like um, maybe LFP cathodes, which also kind of has layers or spaces in it. So basically what happens is the lithium from the LFP cathode, basically when you, when you discharge, um, the lithium from the LFP cathode goes into the graphite anode and then when you charge it goes out and goes back so it's basically what's called um the rocking chair mechanism so when you it's like imagine like uh, the rocking chair so the lithium and that's why it's also called the lithium ion battery or the sodium ion battery because it's the ions that move so the lithium ions from the cathode then move into the anode and back and that's how um you know the battery works so basically the cathode would usually be what is storing the ions so basically what is storing the energy and then when you want to use the energy you try to get the the ions out and then the electrolyte serves as you know uh, a means of transport basically so it allows these um, ions to move because you know it's, it's the liquid electrolyte so it helps the transport of the ions and so why do batteries degrade so we all hear about like oh you know once you after four years your phone starts to hold its charge less well so why sort of is this yes so which is in exactly what i'm trying to study so there are a few reasons why um the battery degrades um for for example, one of the reasons is that the cathodes materials that have these layers, um, sometimes the layers just because of you know frequent insertion and e extraction of the ions, the layers just crumble, like they just you know disassemble or they just they, they start to get weaker and all of that, and then the battery degrades. But one of what I'm studying and um, what you would probably be able to relate to more is because of the decomposition of the electrolyte. So we have this electrolyte in the battery, right? Um, that helps, you know, the movement of the uh, ions. But now when you discharge the battery, or you sometimes when you discharge, sometimes when you charge the battery, the electrolyte decomposes. And if you have used, you know, phones previously in like, maybe five, 10 years ago, you would notice um, like at some point, if you have used the phone for a very long time, you would see that the battery starts to swell. And then you know that, well, the, the battery is probably getting to the end of life. And that's because the electrolyte has decomposed. And when the electrolyte decomposes, what happens is that different things are formed, including gases. So what you see when your battery swells is those gases. Now, because the electrolyte has decomposed and gases are formed, these gases and all of some of the um, decomposition products, they react with the lithium, the ions that 
are supposed to be stored and supposed to be going in and out they re they react with some of those lithium or some of the ions and now you have a loss of lithium in inventory and so that's how the capacity of the battery then degrades and degrades and degrades so uh, and that's why also in battery industries uh a lot of them in trying to reduce degradation they try to improve the electrolytes so that's that's one of the major ways recently i think in 2019 tesla filed a patent on one of the electrolytes that they believe was going to improve the the battery capacity retention by about 95 percent and basically what they did was try to improve the electrolyte by adding an additive to it so they now try to add some additives into the electrolyte that prevents it from decomposing quickly and um yeah so in general i think a major key to getting batteries to last longer would be to improve the electrolytes and that's kind of what i'm studying trying to see why these electrolytes degrade um decompose and hopefully to see how we can um, improve the electrolytes amazing and so i think you touched on this very briefly earlier but it's sort of exactly how are you doing this and what does your sort of day-to-day -day lab work look like yeah so well um like i mentioned i do this there's this electrochemistry mass spectrometry technique so we have this battery that is not designed like a battery. Normally in normal battery research, we use these coin cells, like the kind of battery that you would have in your wristwatch mm -hmm. is what we build. So if you come to our labs, you would see hundreds of coin cells that we build and we test to like look at the performance. But um, for to, to probe these gas evolution and to see the gases evolved, we have designed this cell that we place on a mass spectrometer and um, we place the cell on the mass spectrometer and then we charge and discharge it and so we are able so we of course so we designed the battery we have everything that should be in a coin cell in this battery but the battery is placed on a mass spectrometer and um, we connect you know the the battery tester to the to the, to the cell and of course, the battery is still um, on the mass spectrometer. So when you charge and discharge, you are able to see the gases forming. So for example, for like my sodium ion batteries, I discharge them to zero volts. And at zero volts, from, from the mass spectrometry spectro, spectrometer signals, I'm able to see some gases forming. And um, sometimes maybe at 1.6 volts, I'm also able to see some gases forming. And that's also dependent on the kind of electrolytes I use, the kind of additives I add to it. So um, that's basically, you know, what I do. Just try to see the gases while I'm charging and discharging. I also, you know, increase i can also increase the rates of charge and discharge to see if there are more gases evolved when you charge it in a certain way or when you do not charge it um, or when you charge it in a different way um also i am able to quantify the amount of gases evolved because you know because we know that the electrolyte decomposes to form these gases we can you know infer that from the quantity of gases evolved we can you know know whether the electrolyte decomposes more or less so we're able to you know also quantify these electrolytes um the gases from 
formed from like different electrolytes, different battery materials and all of that. So that's kind of what I do. But also I then build normal coin cells and test them these different electrolytes see how they perform and compare their performance with the gases i've seen evolve and the quantity and the quantity of the gases i've seen evolve um, from the cell on the mass um, spectrometer and then in addition to that you do like some characterization you try to look at the electrode the surface of the electrode after cycling so you can do some like x-ray photoelectron spectroscopy or you know sem and all of that to also, you know, see, look at the electrodes and other components of the battery. Yeah. And then you take these learnings and you're hoping to design these better batteries. Yeah. Um, so we take these learnings and first we're hoping to use it to better understand how the degradation happens. And then from that, we then, you know, try to use this to design better batteries, better electrolytes. Yeah. So, I mean, you're working in a super hot topic at the moment, and it seems like you could go in almost any direction. Mm-hmm. But what are the next steps for you? Obviously, you've got your PhD to do. Do you know what you'd like to do after your PhD, or is the world your oyster? Yeah, uh, well, you know, before now, before I came to Imperial, it's interesting, I, th- I thought I, I was sure what I wanted to do after my PhD, I wanted to go to industry because the battery industry is hot. It's really hot. Like at some points on LinkedIn, I was getting a message at least once every week because somebody wanted me to come to work for them in their battery company. So it's really hot. But I guess seeing how impactful academic research is, I am now very torn between both. So um, I, I definitely now I'm very, very open to working in academia and um, I'm just going to I think when I'm close to graduation I'm going to, I'm just going to apply to all the opportunities I have access to and oh I can apply to and um, just pick the best one but yeah I I'm now very I'm just open to both yeah I think that's quite common a lot of the people we have on here and I feel it myself you know not knowing which way to go now because you see the strengths of academia yeah as well yeah, but I guess in general, I would still like to work on like battery research, sustainable research. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And you spoke about LinkedIn, but if people want to reach out to you to find out more about your research personally, is that the best place to do it? Yes. So um, my LinkedIn name is Sarat Alabidun. So yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn and feel free to ask your questions. <laughs>